16. 5, 6, 7, December, March 1st, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, December 6th, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, March 16th, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, December 21st, 22, 23, 24. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, January, April 1st, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, January 6th, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, April 16th, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, January 21st, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, February, May 1st, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, February 8th, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, May 22nd, 16. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, February 23rd, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, March, June 1st, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, March 8th, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, June 22, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, March 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, April, July 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14, 15, April 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, July 21, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, April 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, May 5, August 1, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, May 15, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, August 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, May 31, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 6 June 7th September 1st 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 June 15th 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 September 16th 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 June 30th 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30, 31, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, July 6th, October 1st, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, July 15th, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, October 16th, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. 
July 31st 23 August November 1st 3456789101213141415 August 8th 10112141415161718192021 November 16th 17181921 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30 August 23rd 24 25 26 27 28 29 30 31 1 2 3 4 5 6 September December 1st 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 September 8th 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 December 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30 31 September 23 24 25 26 27 28 29 30 31 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 October The Signs and Symptoms of Labor 1. Although the majority of patients, a day or two before the labor comes on, are more bright and cheerful. Some few are more anxious, fanciful, fidgety and reckless. 2. A few days, sometimes a few hours, before labor commences, the child falls, as it is called, that is to say, there is a subsidence a dropping of the womb lower down the abdomen. This is the reason why she feels lighter and more comfortable, and more inclined to take exercise, and why she can breathe more freely. 3. The only inconvenience of the dropping of the womb island that the womb presses more on the bladder, and sometimes causes an irritability of that organ, inducing a frequent desire to make water. The wearing the obstetric belt, as so particularly enjoined in previous pages, will greatly mitigate this inconvenience. For the subsidence the dropping of the womb may then be considered one of the earliest of the precursory symptoms of childbirth, and as the herald of the coming event. 5. She has at this time, an increased moisture of the vagina the passage leading to the womb and of the external parts, she has, at length, slight pains, and then she has a, show, as it is called, which is the coming away of a mucus plug which, during pregnancy, had hermetically sealed up the mouth of the womb, the, show, is generally tinged with a little blood, when a, show, takes place, she may rest assured that labor has actually commenced, one of the early symptoms of labor is a frequent desire to relieve the bladder. 6. She ought not, on any account, unless it be ordered by the medical man, to take any stimulant as a remedy for the shivering. In case of shivering or chills, a cup either of hot ley or of hot gruel will be the best remedy for the shivering, and an extra blanket or two should be thrown over her, and be well tucked around her, in order to thoroughly exclude the air from the body, the extra clothing. As soon as she is warm and perspiring, should be gradually removed, as she ought not to be kept very hot, or it will weaken her, and will thus retard her labor. 7. She must not, on any account, force down as her female friends or as a pottering old nurse may advise to grinding pains, if she does, it will rather retard than forward her labor. 8. During this stage, she had better walk about or sit down, and not confine herself to bed. Indeed, there is no necessity for her, unless she particularly desire it, to remain in her chamber. 9. After an uncertain length of time, the pains alter in character. From being, grinding, they become, bearing down, and more regular and frequent, and the skin becomes both hot and perspiring. 
these may be considered the true labor pains. The patient ought to bear in mind then that true labor pains are situated in the back and loins. They come on at regular intervals, rise gradually up to a certain pitch of intensity, and abate as gradually. It is a dull, heavy, deep sort of pain, producing occasionally a low moan from the patient, not sharp or twinging, which would elicit a very different expression of suffering from her. 10. Labor and truly it may be called, labor, the fiat has gone forth that in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, young, in his night thoughts, beautifully expresses the common lot of women to suffer, tis the common lot, in this shape, or in that, has fate entailed the mother's throes on all of women born, not more the children than sure heirs of pain, special safeguards in confinement, 1. Before the confinement takes place everything should be carefully arranged and prepared, the physician should be spoken to and be given the time as near as can be calculated. The arrangement of the bed, bed clothing, the dress for the mother and the expected babe should be arranged for convenient and immediate use. 2. A bottle of sweet oil, or vaseline, or some pure lard should be in readiness. Arrangements should be made for washing all soiled garments, and nothing by way of soiled rags or clothing should be allowed to accumulate. 3. A rubber blanket or oil or waterproof cloth should be in readiness to place underneath the bottom sheet to be used during labor. 4. As soon as labor pains have begun a fire should be built and hot water kept ready for immediate use. The room should be kept well ventilated and comfortably warm. 5. No people should be allowed in or about the room except the nurse, the physician, and probably members of the family when called upon to perform some duty. 6. During labor no solid food should be taken, a little milk. Broth or soup may be given, provided there is an appetite. Malt or spirituous liquor should be carefully avoided. A little wine, however, may be taken in case of great exhaustion. Lemonade, toast, rice water, and tea may be given when desired. Warm tea is considered an excellent drink for the patient at this time. 7. When the pains become regular and intermit, it is time that the physician is sent for. On the physician's arrival he will always take charge of the case and give necessary instructions. 8. In nearly all cases the head of the child is presented first. The first pains are generally grinding and irregular, and felt mostly in the groins and within. But as labor progresses the pains are felt in the abdomen, and as the head advances there is severe pain in the back and hips and a disposition to bear down. But no pressure should be placed upon the abdomen of the patient, it is often the cause of serious accidents. Nature will take care of itself. 9. Conversation should be of a cheerful character, and all allusions to accidents of other childbirths should be carefully avoided. 10. Absence of physician. In case the child should be born in the absence of the physician, when the head is born receive it in the hand and support it until the shoulders have been expelled, and steady the whole body until the child is born. Support the child with both hands and lay it as far from the mother as possible without stretching the cord. Remove the mucus from the nostrils and mouth. Wrap the babe in warm flannel. Make the mother comfortable. Give her a drink. And allow the child to remain until the pulsations in the cord have entirely ceased. After the pulsations have entirely ceased then sever the cord. Use a dull pair of scissors. Cutting it about two inches from the child's navel. And generally no time is necessary. And when the physician comes he will give it prompt attention. 11. If the child does not breathe at its arrival says Dr. Stockham in her celebrated Tokologi. A little slapping on the breast and body will often produce respiration, and if this is not efficient, dash cold water on the face and chest, 
If this fails then close the nostrils with two fingers, breathe into the mouth and then expel the air from the lungs by gentle pressure upon the chest. Continue this as long as any hope of life remains. 12. Afterbirth. Usually contractions occur and the afterbirth is readily expelled, if not. Clothes wrung out in hot water laid upon the bowels will often cause the contraction of the uterus, and the expulsion of the afterbirth. 13. If the cord bleeds severely inject cold water into it. This in many cases removes the afterbirth. 14. After the birth of the child give the patient a bath. If the patient is not too exhausted, change the soiled quilts and clothing. Fix up everything neat and clean and let the patient rest. 15. Let the patient drink weak tea, gruel, cold or hot water, whichever she chooses. 16. After the birth of the baby. The mother should be kept perfectly quiet for the first 24 hours and not allowed to talk or see anyone except her nearest relations. However well she may seem, she should not get out of bed for 10 days or 2 weeks, nor sit up in bed for 9 days. The more care taken of her at this time, the more rapid will be her recovery when she does get about. She should go up and down stairs slowly, carefully, and as seldom as possible for 6 weeks. She should not stand more than is unavoidable during that time, but sit with her feet up and lie down when she has time to rest. She should not work a sewing machine with a treadle for at least six weeks, and avoid any unusual strain or overexertion. An ounce of prevention is worth the pound of cure, and carefulness will be well repaid by a perfect restoration to health. Where did the baby come from? Where did you come from, baby dear? Out of the everywhere into here. Where did you get the eyes so blue? Out of the sky. As I came through. Where did you get that little tear? I found it waiting when I got here. What makes your forehead so smooth and high? A soft hand stroked it as I went by. What makes your cheek like a warm, white rose? I saw something better than anyone knows. Whence that three-cornered smile of bliss? Three angels gave me at once a kiss. Where did you get this pretty ear? God spoke. And it came out to hear. Where did you get those arms and hands? Love made itself into hooks and bands. Feet whence did you come, you darling things? From the same box as the cherub's wings. How did they all come just to be you? God thought of me, and so I grew. But how did you come to us, you dear? God thought about you, and so I am here. George MacDonald, childbearing without pain. How to dress, diet and exercise in pregnancy. 1. Ailments. Those ailments to which pregnant women are liable are mostly inconveniences rather than diseases, although they may be aggravated to a degree of danger. No patent nostrums or prescriptions are necessary. If there is any serious difficulty the family physician should be consulted. 2. Comfort. Wealth and luxuries are not a necessity. Comfort will make the surroundings pleasant. Drudgery. Overwork and exposure are the three things that tend to make women miserable while in the state of pregnancy and invariably produce irritable, fretful and feeble children. Dr. Stockham says in her admirable work, Tokologi, the woman who indulges in the excessive deity of fashionable life, as well as the overworked woman, deprives her child of vitality. She attends parties in a dress that isn't physiological in warmth, distribution and adjustment, in rooms badly ventilated, partakes of a supper of indigestible compounds, and remains into the wee, SMA hours. Her nervous system taxed to the utmost. 3. Exercise. A goodly amount of moderate exercise is a necessity, and a large amount of work may be accomplished if prudence is properly exercised. It is overwork, 
and the want of sufficient rest and sleep that produces serious results. 4. Dresses. A pregnant woman should make her dresses of light material and avoid surplus trimmings. Do not wear anything that produces any unnecessary weight. Let the clothing be light but sufficient in quantity to produce comfort in all kinds of weather. 5. Garments. It is well understood that the mother must breathe for two, and in order to dress healthily the garments should be worn loose, so as to give plenty of room for respiration. Tight clothes only cause disease, or produce frailty or malformation in the offspring. 6. Shoes. Wear a large shoe in pregnancy, the feet may swell and in told discomfort may be the result. Get a good large shoe with a large sole. Give the feet plenty of room. Many women suffer from defects in vision, indigestion, backache, loss of voice, headache, etc. simply as the result of the reflex action of the pressure of tight shoes. 7. Lacing. Many women lace themselves to the first period of their gestation in order to meet their society engagements. All of this is vitally wrong and does great injury to the unborn child as well as to inflict many ills and pains upon the mother. 8. Corsets. Corsets should be carefully avoided, for the corset more than any other one thing is responsible for making women the victim of more woes and diseases than all other causes put together. About one half the children born in this country die before they are five years of age, and no doubt this terrible mortality is largely due to this instrument of torture known as the modern corset. Tight lacing is the cause of infantile mortality. It slowly but surely takes the lives of tens of thousands, and so effectually weakens and diseases, so as to cause the untimely death of millions more. 9. Bathing. Next to godliness is cleanliness. A pregnant woman should take a sponge or towel bath two or three times a week. It stimulates and invigorates the entire body. No more than two or three minutes are required. It should be done in a warm room and the body rubbed thoroughly after each bathing. 10. The hot sits bath. This bath is one of the most desirable and healthful baths for pregnant women. It will relieve pain or acute inflammation, and will be a general tonic in keeping the system in a good condition. This may be taken in the middle of the forenoon or just before retiring, and if taken just before retiring will produce invigorating sleep, will quiet the nerves, cure headache, weariness, etc. It is a good plan to take this bath every night before retiring in case of any disorders. A woman who keeps this tip during the period of gestation will have a very easy labor and a strong, vigorous babe. 11. Hot fomentations. Applying flannel cloths run out of simple or medicated hot water is a great relief for acute suffering, such as neuralgia, rheumatic pain, biliousness, constipation, torpid liver, colic, flatulency, etc. 12. The hot water bag. The hot water bag serves the same purpose as hot fomentations, and is much more convenient. No one should go through the period of gestation without a hot water bag. 13. The cold compress. This is a very desirable and effectual domestic remedy. Take a towel run from cold water and apply it to the affected parts, then cover well with several thicknesses of flannel. This is excellent in cases of sore throat, hoarseness, bronchitis, inflammation of the lungs croup, etc. It is also excellent for indigestion, constipation or distress of the bowels accompanied by heat. 14. Diet. The pregnant woman should eat nutritious, but not stimulating or heating food, and eat at the regular time. Avoid drinking much while eating. 15. Avoid salt, pepper and sweets as much as possible. 16. Eat all kinds of grains, vegetables and fruits, and avoid salted meat. 
but eat chicken, steak, fish, oysters, etc. 17. The woman who eats indiscriminately anything and everything the same as any other person, will have a very painful labor and suffer many ills that could easily be avoided by more attention being paid to the diet. With a little study and observation a woman will soon learn what to eat and what to avoid. Illustration, Nature versus Corsets Illustrated A. The ribs of large curve, the lungs large and roomy, the liver, stomach and bowels in their normal position, all with abundant room. B. The ribs bent almost to angles, the lungs contracted, the liver, stomach and intestines forced down into the pelvis, crowding the womb seriously. 18. The above cuts are given on page 113. We repeat them here for the benefit of expectant mothers who may be ignorant of the evil effects of the corset. Displacement of the womb, interior irritation and inflammation, miscarriage and sterility, are some of the many injuries of tight lacing. There are many others. In fact their name is legion. And every woman who has habitually worn a corset and continues to wear it during the early period of gestation must suffer severely during childbirth. Illustration, the house we live in, for nine months showing the ample room provided by nature when contracted by inherited inferiority of form or artificial dressing. 19. This is what Drive Stockham says, if women had common sense, instead of fashion sense, the course it would not exist. There are not words in the English language to express my convictions upon this subject. The course it more than any other one thing is responsible for women's being the victim of disease and doctors. What is the effect upon the child? One half of the children born in this country die before they are five years of age. Who can tell how much this state of things is due to the innervation of maternal life forces by the one instrument of torture? I am a temperance woman. No one can realize more than I the devastation and ruin alcohol in its many tempting forms has brought to the human family. Still I solemnly believe that in weakness and deterioration of health, the course it has more to answer for than intoxicating drinks. When asked how far advanced a woman should be in pregnancy before she laid aside her corset, Dr. Stockham said with emphasis, the corset should not be worn for 200 years before pregnancy takes place. Ladies, it will take that time at least to overcome the ill effect of tight garments which you think so essential. 20. Painless Pregnancy and Childbirth Some excellent popular volumes, says Dr. Half have been largely devoted to directions how to secure a comfortable period of pregnancy and painless delivery. After much coming of these words are the efforts to impress a little common sense upon the sisterhood. We are convinced that all may be summed up under the simple heads of, one an unconfined and lightly burdened waist, two moderate but persistent outdoor exercise, of which walking is the best form, three a plain and stymie allowing, chiefly fruit and vegetable diet, for little or no intercourse during the time. These are hygienic rules of benefit under any ordinary conditions, yet they are violated by almost every pregnant lady. If they are followed, biliousness, indigestion, constipation, swollen limbs, morning sickness and nausea all will absent themselves or be much lessened. In pregnancy more than at any other time, corsets are injurious. The waist and abdomen must be allowed to expand freely with the growth of the child. The great process of evolution must have room. 21. In addition, we can do no better than quote the following recapitulation by Dr. Stockham in her famous Tokologi, to give a woman the greatest immunity from suffering during pregnancy, prepare her for a safe and comparatively easy delivery, and ensure a speedy recovery. All hygienic conditions must be observed. The dress must give, 1. Freedom of movement, 2. No pressure upon any part of the body, 
3. No more weight than is essential for warmth, and both weight and warmth evenly distributed. These requirements necessitate looseness, lightness and warmth, which can be obtained from the union underclothes, a prince's skirt and dress, with a shoe that allows full development and use of the foot. While decoration and elegance are desirable, they should not sacrifice comfort and convenience. 22. Let the diet be light, plain and nutritious. Avoid fats and sweets, relying mainly upon fruits and grain that contain little of the mineral salts. By this diet bilious and inflammatory conditions are overcome. The development of bone in the feet is lessened, and muscles necessary in labor nourished and strengthened. 23. Exercise should be sufficient and of such a character as will bring into action gently every muscle of the body, but must particularly develop the muscles of the trunk, abdomen and groin, that are specially called into action in labor. Exercise, taken faithfully and systematically, more than any other means assists assimilative processes and stimulates the organs of excretion to healthy action. 24. Bathing must be frequent and regular. Unless in special conditions the best results are obtained from tepid or cold bathing, which invigorates the system and overcomes nervousness, the sitz bath is the best therapeutic and hygienic measure within the reach of the pregnant woman. Therefore, to establish conditions which will overcome many previous infractions of law, dress naturally and physiologically, live much of the time out of doors, have abundance of fresh air in the house, let exercise be sufficient and systematic, pursue a diet of fruit rice and vegetables, regular rest must be faithfully taken, abstain from the sexual relation, to those who will commit themselves to this course of life, patiently and persistently carrying it out through the period of gestation, the possibilities of attaining a healthy, natural, painless parturition will be remarkably increased. 25. If the first experiment should not result in a painless labor, it without doubt will prove the beginning of sound health, persisted in through years of married life the ultimate result will be more and more closely approximated, while there will be less danger of diseases after childbirth and better and more vigorous children will be produced, then pregnancy by every true woman will be desired, and instead of being a period of disease, suffering and direful forebodings, will become a period of health, exalted pleasure and holiest anticipations, motherhood will be deemed the choicest of earth's blessings, Women will rejoice in a glad maternity and for any self-denial will be compensated by healthy, happy, buoyant, grateful children. Illustration, swat the flies and save the babies. Life cycle of a fly egg stage 1 day maggot stage 5 days pupa stage 5 days 14 days later it begins to lay eggs solemn lessons for parents. 1. Excessive pleasures and pains. A woman during her time of pregnancy should of all women be most carefully tended and kept from violent and excessive pleasures and pains, and at that time she should cultivate gentleness, benevolence and kindness. 2. Hereditary effects. Those who are born to become insane do not necessarily spring from insane parents, or from any ancestry having any apparent taint of lunacy in their blood, but they do receive from their progenitors certain impressions upon their mental and moral, as well as their physical beings, which impressions, like an iron mold, fix and shape their subsequent destinies. Hysteria in the mother may develop insanity in the child, while drunkenness in the father may impel epilepsy, or mania, in the son, and govern passions in the parents may unloose the furies of unrestrained madness in the minds of their children, and the bad treatment of the wife may produce sickly or weak-minded children. 3. The influence of predominant passion may be transmitted from the parent to the child, 
just as surely a similarity of looks. It has been truly said that, the faculties which predominate in power and activity in the parents, when the organic existence of the child commences, determine its future mental disposition. A bad mental condition of the mother may produce serious defects upon her unborn child. For, the singular effects produced on the unborn child by the sudden mental emotions of the mother are remarkable examples of a kind of electrotyping on the sensitive surfaces of living forms. It is doubtless true that the mind's action in such cases may increase or diminish the molecular deposits in the several portions of the system. The precise place which each separate particle assumes in the new organic structure may be determined by the influence of thought or feeling. Perfect love and perfect harmony should exist between wife and husband during this vital period. 5. An illustration. If a sudden and powerful emotion of a woman's mind exerts such an influence upon her stomach as to excite vomiting, and upon her heart as almost to arrest its motion and induce fainting, can we believe that it will have no effect upon her womb and the fragile being contained within it? Facts and reason then, alike demonstrate the reality of the influence, and much practical advantage would result to both parent and child, were the conditions and extent of its operations better understood. 6. Pregnant women should not be exposed to causes likely to distress or otherwise strongly impress their minds. A consistent life with word or the objects constantly kept in mind should be the aim and purpose of every expectant mother. 10 health rules for babies cut death rate into 94 babies out of every thousand born in New York died last year. Only 38 babies died in Montclair. NJ out of every thousand born during the same period. Much credit for this low rate of infant mortality in the latter city is given the Montclair Day Nursery which prescribes the following decade of baby health rules. One. Give a baby pure milk and watch its feeding very closely. 2. Keep everything connected with a baby absolutely clean. Cleanliness in the house accounts for a baby's health. And tidy babies are usually sick babies. 3. Never let a baby get chilled. Keep its hands and feet warm. 4. Regulate a baby's day by the clock. Everything about its wants should be attended to on schedule time. 5. Diminish a baby's food the minute signs of illness appear. Most babies are overfed anyway. 6. Weigh a baby every week until it is a year old. Its weight is an index of its health. 7. Every mother should get daily outdoor exercise. It means better health for her babies. 8. Every baby should be moderate, more and mauled less. Babies thrive on cuddling but they can get along on a lot less kissing. 9. Don't amuse or play with your baby too much. Its regular daily routine is all the stimulation its little brain needs at first. 10. Don't let too many different people take care of the baby. Even members of the same family make a baby nervous if they fess around him too much. The care of newborn infants. 1. The first thing to be done ordinarily is to give the little stranger a bath by using soap and warm water. To remove the white material that usually covers the child use olive oil, goose oil or lard, and apply it with a soft piece of worn flannel. And when the child is entirely clean rub all off with a fresh piece of flannel. 2. Many physicians in the United States recommend a thorough oiling of the child with pure lard or olive oil, and then rub dry as above stated. By these means water is avoided, and with it much risk of taking cold. 3. The application of brandy or liquor is entirely unnecessary, and generally does more injury than good. 4. If an infant should breathe feebly, or exhibit other signs of great feebleness, it should not be washed at once, but allowed to remain quiet and indisturbed warmly wrapped up until the vital actions have acquired a fair degree of activity. 5. 
Dressing the navel. There is nothing better for dressing the navel than absorbent antiseptic cotton. There needs be no grease or oil upon the cotton. After the separation of the cord the navel should be dressed with a little cosmoline. Still using the absorbent cotton. The navel string usually separates in a week's time. It may be delayed for twice this length of time. This will make no material difference. And the rule is to allow it to drop off of its own accord. 6. The clothing of the infant. The clothing of the infant should be light, soft and perfectly loose. A soft flannel band is necessary only until the navel is healed. Afterwards discard bands entirely if you wish your babe to be happy and well. Make the dresses, Mother Hubbard, put on first a soft woolen shirt. Then prepare the flannel skirts to hang from the neck like a slip. Make one kind with sleeves and one just like it without sleeves. Then white muslin skirts if they are desired. All the same way. Then baby is ready for any weather. In intense heat simply put on the one flannel slip with sleeves. Leaving off the shirt. In spring and fall the shirt and skirt with no sleeves. In cold weather shirt and both skirts. These garments can be all put on at once. Thus making the process of dressing very quick and easy. These are the most approved modern styles for dressing infants. And with long cashmere stockings pinned to the diapers the little feet are free to kick with no old-fashioned pinning blanket to torture the naturally active, healthy child, and retard its development. If tight bands are an injury to grown people, then in the name of pity emancipate the poor little infant from their torture. 7. The diaper. Diapers should be of soft linen, and great care should be exercised not to pin them too tightly. Never dry them but always wash them thoroughly before being used again. 8. The band need not be worn after the navel has healed so that it requires no dressing, as it serves no purpose save to keep in place the dressing of the navel. The child's body should be kept thoroughly warm around the chest, bowels and feet. Give the heart and lungs plenty of room to heave. 9. The proper time for shortening the clothes is about 3 months in summer and aside.